Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. Last week, we started looking at what Drs. Les and Leslie Parrott say are three crucial steps to mutual understanding, empathy, and trading places. According to them, the first crucial step in mutual understanding, empathy, and trading places is setting aside your own agenda temporarily. We then began looking at the five secrets they say are necessary for setting aside your own personal agenda, something that's really really difficult for us to do. We looked at the first two, know your own agenda, and practice priming. If you weren't with us last week, you can go to the KBXL website. Uh, Just go to www.941thevoice.com, click on the Program Archives tab, and then click on the Local tab. And the local programs are in alphabetical order. Just go down to LifePoint and click on Go to Archive. Programs are listed in date order with the most recent first. You can then either download the program or listen online. So today we begin with secret number three, offer an agendaless presence. Here's an interesting thought from the parrots. When you empty yourself of your need to change another person, the things that irritate you about them have the opportunity to become the things that endear you to them. The payoff of being present without an agenda is that it allows your spouse to be who they are, to simply relax in our presence. But it also allows us to take a deep breath and not be so uptight about having everything go our way. An agendaless presence begins when you empty yourself of your compulsive need to change your spouse's behavior, thinking, attitude, or emotion. It emerges when you offer undivided attention coupled with sustained presence. Wouldn't you like to receive this from your spouse from time to time? This is a gift that benefits the giver as well. Try it. You'll be amazed by the benefits that come back to you. Well, secret number four, move from it to you. We all want emotional closeness in our marriage. We want to experience a strong connection and a deep bond. And we know this can only happen when we are wise enough on occasion to step back from our own agenda and concentrate on our partners. And one of the best ways of doing just that is to move it from it to you. In 1923, Austrian-born philosopher Martin Buber published his classic book, I and Thou. This classic, which was eventually translated into numerous languages, introduced the concept of dialogue, defined as a time when you suspend your pre-established opinions and judgments, allowing another person's opinions and judgments to be fully expressed. In what Buber called an I-it interaction, you are looking down on another person and the situation is void of a full emotional connection. In fact, it feels hollow because we're treating the other person as an object instead of a person. Contemporary psychologists use the term agentic for this cold approach to others, viewing people as a means to help us reach our own goals. A person is agentic when they don't care at all about your feelings, but only about what they want from you. This egocentric behavior epitomizes the person that can't let go of their own agenda. In contrast, Buber describes the IU interaction as a kind of communion 
where another's feelings are validated, perused, and understood. In this interaction, another person's feelings do more than matter. They change you. The I-U relationship, as Buber put it, can only be spoken with the whole being. It requires more than lip service. A defining quality of I-U is feeling felt. It's the sensation of having someone get inside your feelings with you. It's the knowledge that they have stepped out of their own agenda to enter yours. The IU transaction is one of the great secrets to building a strong connection and a deep bond. Herb Cohen has said, Effective listening requires more than hearing the words transmitted. It demands that you find meaning and understanding in what is being said. After all, meanings are not in words, but in people. You know, it's been said that there are two ways of listening. Listening to respond, or listening to understand. All too often in our marriage relationships, we are listening to respond, especially if the situation is highly emotional. Well, this leads us to secret number five. Listen with the third ear. If you want to move outside your own agenda, you've got to listen aggressively. Listening, where the listener checks with the speaker to see that a statement has been correctly heard and understood, is one of the fail-safe ways for building an interpersonal bridge. And it's a skill we take for granted in marriage, primarily because we confuse good listening with hearing words. But as Peter Drucker put it, The most important thing in communication is to hear what isn't being said. That's the secret to listening with the third ear. Psychoanalyst Theodore Reich used this phrase to describe the action of hearing more than just words. Whenever you hear your spouse speak, there is a river of emotions that flows between you. And when you listen with the third ear, you not only hear the verbiage of your dialogue, but you are dipping down into that river of emotions to reflect the feelings that you find back to your partner. Consider this example. A wife walks into the family room and says to her husband, I feel like such a failure when this place isn't picked up, and I know your mom is dropping by tomorrow. Pretty straightforward statement, right? He heard her words. Well, what is she saying exactly? It may not be what you think. Consider a few different ways this brief exchange could go. Husband says, Sounds like you think the house is a mess. Wife, Oh no, it's always going to be like this until the boys are older. Or, Husband could say, You sound a little depressed. Are you all right? Wife, I'm not depressed. I think I'm mostly upset that my boss wouldn't give me tomorrow off. Or, The husband might say, Is my mom's visit stressing you out? The wife, well, actually, I'm thrilled that she'll be here. I just wish I had the energy to vacuum tonight. See how it works? A simple inquiry to make sure you understand what isn't being said goes a long way in helping you set your personal agenda aside. Listening with the third ear keeps you from jumping to conclusions. When you set aside your own agenda, you listen with full receptivity and dig a little deeper into the conversation to make sure you understand. The Jewish poet and storyteller Noah ben tells a parable that serves as a valuable reminder of this first act of mutual understanding in trading places. After a meal, some children turned to their father, Jacob, and asked if he would tell them a story. A story about what? asked Jacob. 
About a giant, was the reply. Jacob smiled, leaned against the warm stones at the side of the fireplace, and his face turned softly inward. Once there was a boy who asked his father to make him to see the great parade that passed through the village. The father, remembering the parade from when he was a boy, quickly agreed, and the next morning the boy and his father set out together. As they approached the parade route, people started to push in from all sides, and the crowd grew thick. When the people along the way became almost a wall, the father lifted his son and placed him on his shoulders. What happened next? the little boy asked Jacob. Well, soon the parade began, and as it passed, the boy kept telling his father how wonderful it was and how spectacular were the colors and images. The boy, in fact, grew so prideful of what he saw that he mocked those who saw less, saying, even to his father, if only you could see what I see. But, said Jacob, staring straight into the faces of the children, what the boy did not look at was why he could see. What the boy forgot was that once his father, too, could see. Then, as if he had finished the story, Jacob stopped speaking. Is that it? said a disappointed girl. We thought you were going to tell a story about a giant. But I did, said Jacob. I told you a story about a boy who could have been a giant. How? asked the children. A giant, said Jacob, is anyone who remembers we are all sitting on someone else's shoulders. And what does it make us if we don't remember? asked the boy. A burden, answered Jacob. This is the ultimate secret to the first step in mutual understanding in trading places, remembering that we are sitting on someone else's shoulders. The moment we begin to think that we have gotten to where we are solely by our own efforts, we stomp out humility. Arrogance enters the picture, and know this. Arrogance always breeds conceit and callousness. Any act of love done from a callous heart is done for show. It is void of authenticity. It may be the right thing, but it is done for the wrong reasons. A kind and compassionate heart is found in the husband or wife who may be well accomplished, wildly successful, immensely powerful, but who is also humble. Humility is the ultimate secret to setting aside your own agenda. It opens the door and makes a way for mutual understanding and empathy. As William Gurnall says, humility is the necessary veil to all other graces. Norm Augustine said, We've all heard the criticism, he talks too much. When was the last time you heard someone criticized for listening too much? Well, there you have it. The Five Secrets, as defined by Drs. Les and Leslie Parrott, for setting aside your own agenda temporarily. One is know your own agenda. Two, practice priming. Three, offer an agendaless presence. Four, move from it to you. And five, listen with the third ear. Well, thanks for being with us this week. I hope you'll join me next week as we talk about turning on our emotional radar. What does it really mean to say, I feel with you? Well, you know, I want to remind you that next Sunday is Palm Sunday, the beginning of Holy Week. I sure hope you enjoy this time of remembrance. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, 
go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.